This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. You know, Carrie, when I was growing up, cereal was like everything. It was the best part of being a kid, but I had to give it up because I realized as an adult, it's full of sugar and junk and all this other stuff you really shouldn't be eating. I used to put sugar on top of sugar cereal (laughs) because it wasn't sugary enough. Like what? You know, we're all trying to eat better. It's a different time. We're adults and just, you know, that's the way the world is going. But healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon, which we both have been trying is like super amazing. The flavors that we all have grown up with and love but without all the bad stuff and also I'm not putting sugar on top of it anymore. And we love it because there's a variety pack. There are four flavors in total. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Each pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs. And only 140 calories a serving. Also, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low carb. And I really love when you do something like mix cocoa and peanut butter because it mm. tastes like a peanut butter cup, which, you know, we all love. I've been eating it for dessert, like a little treat. It's really good. And it tastes pretty much exactly like the regular cereal from when I was a kid, but I feel better about it because it's actually really healthy and it's still delicious. Also, the boxes are so cute, whoever designed them. So go to magicspoon.com slash momtourage to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code code MOMTOURAGE at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Love that. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash MOMTOURAGE and use the code MOMTOURAGE because you'll save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. You all know that we've been on a fitness journey since COVID, and it's been a rocky journey for sure. Whether it's new workout equipment and routines or nutrition groups, it has been a lot, a lot of work. And one thing that we've found that isn't a lot of work is Athletic Greens. As you all know, I've been struggling with gut health and both Ashley and our immune system has been way down. Plus, I have been so low energy. But then I tried Athletic Greens and I've been feeling so much better. And you all know I can't stand the taste of things that are too healthy. That's way more of a carry thing. But Athletic Greens doesn't taste like you just ate your entire lawn. It has this slightly tropical flavor, kind of like you're having a beverage on vacation. And it's chock full of 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens. This special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, and aging. Oh, love that. We all know the most important thing is what you put into your body. Athletic Greens is a small micro habit that has big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. It's the easiest and most convenient way to start your day healthy. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, or if you're like Carrie, a week-long vegan, dairy-free. It was Monday through Friday, and it lasted a couple of months, okay? Or what 
ever. It has no GMOs, only one gram of sugar, and has no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still managing to taste good. Plus, it has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and you know how I like to do my research. I love a good five-star review. Also, for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the United States. They've already donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020 alone. Love. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million supplements and pills to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, everybody. Hi, friends. We've got a great show today. We are going to start with giving you monkeypox. That's the first thing we're going to give you. But then we're going to lighten the mood with hot goss. So you'll have monkeypox, but you'll also have hot goss. It cancels each other out. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. And up next, take it away, child. The tits and the sits. I just got back from three days in Provincetown, which was very nice. Firstly, it's like a six-hour drive to get there. So I had six hours totally by myself to drive, which was really nice because I listened to a shit ton of Beyond the Blinds. I made some phone calls to people I haven't talked to in a long time and, you know, mostly didn't have a child. So that was really, really nice. Obviously, monkeypox is a thing right now. So leaving my house in general is pretty scary to me because we all know how I've been with COVID. I didn't do things like go dancing, really. I did for about 10 minutes and then the place got busy and I was like, gotta go. I had a great time with one of my closest friends just soul searching and talking about life and all that other stuff. I ate out a lot. I felt like I rekindled myself, you know, like as a mom when you don't get any time to yourself. Oh, I know. I felt like, okay, I'm who I am again. The shits are, I had no voice for most of it. And still doesn't have too much right now. One day I completely had no voice and I was like, I came here to like hang out with my friend who we both talk so much about life and have real conversations and stuff. And I can't even do that because I don't have a voice. Then one morning I thought I woke up with pink eye. I did not. I was so anxious about so much and I really had to keep my anxiety in check and it was a bit of a struggle for me. I was really having a hard three days in one regard and a great three days in another regard. I stayed in a lot and I got a lot of work done. That was it. My shits are, I've had enough with the perimenopause. I was listening back to our Circling the Drain interview, and I was like, that's it. I'm done. The Circling the Drain ladies have empowered me to just call my gyno and be like, hey, I know you wanted me to try this other thing for a couple months. I have been trying for two years, and you were just the last doctor I saw, so guess what? I can't wait two months. And I demanded that I try birth control, which was something that the ladies from Circling the Drain had told us about that I wasn't aware of. It definitely doesn't fix the problem, but it kind of staves it off for you to deal with it at a later date. Mixed feelings, huh? That's fine. I have a breast cancer risk, so I really have to be careful. I have breast cancer on the mom's side and breast cancer's on the dad's side. Do you have the BRCA gene? I don't. Okay, that's good. Yes, I do not have the BRCA gene. And I'm young-ish, so I might have to go on this for a while. So I was like, this will at least get me through to my 50s. I was talking to my mom in a really in-depth conversation about it, and she's like, listen, I was really a mess when I was working and I went on the hormones, but now that I'm retired, I went off them because if I'm tired and hot, I can just be mean to myself or I can just go to sleep. But when you have to function in the world... With a 
tiny, small child. Right, because I was saying I sometimes have to stop the car because I'm so hot and dizzy, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And so I was just like, okay, well, in five years, Luna will be older. I just need to be good now, and I'll deal with all the rest later. So anyway, we'll see. I'm only on day three, but I think it's working because I have nose pimples, and I looked it up, and when you have pimples on your nose, it means your hormones are changing. So that's good. So that's my tits and my shits. Because it's so complicated and I have so many feelings, it's both those things. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but five years from now, the world might not even really be a thing. That's so true. why not put it off until then right. if you can? We'll see. He says I have to give it a couple months, but that he thinks I'll feel relief. And I have to say today I actually experienced feeling cold. Wow, and it's 95 degrees outside. Let's just do a quick rundown with monkeypox of what we know it is. For so long, we were hearing that monkeypox was really only affecting the gay community. I was sus about that anyway, because I felt like this is... AIDS all over. Right. There is a slight bit of truth to that, but that doesn't mean other people aren't at risk. Right now, it's just at risk because of lifestyle choices, not because you're gay. So I was very anxious about Provincetown and was doing daily reading of monkeypox. How fun for your vacation. I understand that some people are going to judge me for that. And you know what? That's okay. That's what being an anxious person is. You're just trying to control a situation as best as you can. And so that's what I was trying to do. So I figured if we could at least dispel some things. This is from New York Times. The paper of record is Carrie reminds us all the time. Paper of record. Also something came out today on CNN, which also made me feel a little bit better. These are the things we know right now. Monkeypox is a virus that is similar to smallpox, but the symptoms are less severe. It was discovered in 1958 after outbreaks occurred in monkeys that were kept for research. The virus was at the time primarily found in parts of Central and West Africa, but in recent weeks, it has spread to dozens of countries and infected tens of thousands of people, overwhelmingly men who have sex with men. On July 23rd, the World Health Organization declared it a global health emergency. People who get sick commonly experience a fever, a headache, back and muscle aches, swollen lymph nodes, and exhaustion. A few days after getting the fever, most people develop a rash that starts with flat red marks that become raised and filled with pus. On average, symptoms appear within 6 to 13 days of exposure, but can take up to three weeks. They call them like pimply. Oh my God, I hope that's not what I have on my nose. <laughs> it kind of looks like cold sores for anyone who gets cold sores. So it can spread from person to person through close physical contact. It is not like COVID. Basically, how that happens is the lesions or pustules by touching them, either with clothing or bedding or touching the rash itself, it can spread. Also via the respiratory droplets produced by coughing or sneezing, and it can be transmitted from mother to fetus via the placenta or through close contact during and after birth. There is no way to test for monkeypox if you only have flu-like symptoms, but if you start to notice red lesions, you should contact an urgent care center or your primary care physician who can order a monkeypox test. Then you isolate it at home as soon as you develop symptoms and wear high-quality masks if you must come in contact with others for medical care. If you get sick, the treatment for monkeypox generally involves symptom management. Tecovirumat, an antiviral drug known as T-pox, occasionally can be used for severe cases. T-pox Shakur. Yeah. The gyneos, I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly. Maybe gyneos? Something like that. It's J-Y-N-N-E-O-S vaccine. Protects against smallpox and monkeypox and can also help reduce symptoms even if taken after exposure, which I will tell you, anyone who 
who is living in Provincetown has that vaccine if they are a gay man because they're giving them out. Zach, who I was with, his partner, they both have the vaccine. Geneos, or however you pronounce it, vaccine is most commonly used to prevent monkeypox infections and consists of two doses given four weeks apart. It has mostly been offered to healthcare workers and people who have had a confirmed or suspected monkeypox exposure due to limited supplies. Though new doses should become available in the coming months. A few states, including New York, have also made vaccines available among higher risk populations. In New York City, if you're a man who has sex with other men or multiple sexual partners in the last 14 days, you're eligible for a vaccine. They're offering vaccines in a lot of gay communities. So Provincetown, San Francisco, New York. I don't know about Miami, but I would assume that if you live there, that's probably a good place to look. Some of the things I saw on CNN this morning were like, you know, really, it's not that easy to get which I wish I had seen this earlier. You can get it from touching an infected surface if it's a doorknob that someone who had lesions touched and then you touch your eye, then you can get it like that. But that is less common. They say to avoid crowded situations. They keep saying raves, like people are going to raves all the time, but raves, clubs, and they said sex parties. I feel like there's a lot of things you can get from a rave these days. Just avoid raves in general, I think, because a lot of where people are getting it is on their genitals or on their buttholes. On the CDC, they call it the anus, and then they put in parentheses butthole, which made me laugh so hard, and I thank them for that. But I sat on a toilet in Provincetown not thinking, because I guess I'm just a dirty-ass bird like that. It was a toilet in a hotel, and I panicked afterwards. You know, I would wipe down restaurant chairs. Every time we ate somewhere, I wiped down the chair and the table with my Clorox wipes, because I just don't want to give it to my son. Listen, my mom's an ER nurse, and she's very nervous in this COVID world. I'm hearing about the polio, I'm hearing about the monkeypox. I'm hearing about everything. I wasn't really thinking too much about monkeypox because I felt like it wasn't really something that I had to worry about. But then New York numbers have gone up and then I do vintage shopping. So I'm a little bit nervous. I'm I'm going back to like early COVID precautions about constantly sanitizing and watching where my hands go and stuff like that. But now I'm worried about like five other things. And sometimes I'm just like, I don't know how much more worry my brain can take. Am I just going to become Julianne Moore in that movie where she has to live in a cave because she's allergic to everything. I basically feel the same thing. I had a call with my mom before I was heading to Provincetown and she was like, you're going into a community where this is spreading. And I hate saying that because I think that puts a stigma on the gay community and we're very much allies and I don't want to do that. But I understand the concern. Well, it's just like going to any place that's a hotspot. So it just happens to be. Exactly. The gay communities are a hotspot. So it's yes. not like we're saying like, don't hang out with the gays. No, 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 no. It's a hotspot. It's a hot spot. Like I said, this really ruined aspects of the trip for me because there was no just being calm. There was no fully enjoying being without my child. I was as anxious as I normally am, probably more so because I was worried about this thing. And I was really reverting back to how I was at the beginning of COVID. And so it was very much a constant fight within myself of anyone who has anxiety understands the concept of looping thoughts where you talk down something that's making you anxious and find the logic of what's really reality. And then it'll come back 20 minutes later and you have to do the whole thing again and it's exhausting. I'm concerned about myself at this point and the level of anxiety I'm feeling in the world. I'm just trying to do the best I can. Part of me just doesn't want to care anymore. Part of me just like really, and this is what I was trying to say to my mom when she said that was like, I'm trying not to go back to where I was with COVID. I'm tired of feeling like this. I'm on the meds. I go to therapy. I try to do the right things. I distract myself with gratitude 
food and work and my family and trying to find joy in my life. And right now it just doesn't feel like enough. It's just a lot and I'm tired of it. I'm really just, I'm exhausted. So guys, have you had monkeypox? Where'd you get it? Write us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Hi, Goss. Carrie, there's a lot going on with Brittany. Can you tell us about it? Yes. I'm probably going to do a piss-poor job of it because, frankly, she's got me spinning. There's this whole theory that she's still not free. And the reason why people think she's still not free is she mentioned that she moved out of her Vegas house to a new California residency, not her old one. Yet her dance videos, her famous spinning around in a circle dance videos and showing of her clothes are all still the same background of the Vegas house. So they're like, what happened? Are they pre-recorded? Did you run out of new content? Are you controlling your socials? What's happened here? Because some of them are the same videos she's posted before, but with a new description. And then there was that whole thing she was in London too, right? Right. So then there was a thing where she was in a bed naked and she was like, here I am in brand old London or whatever. I don't know how they proved it. Maybe by sightings or whatever, by the paparazzi. She was not in London. She was in California. So I don't know why she said she was in London. That's weird. All the nude pics, just constant nude pics, which is actually on the side that maybe she is free. Like, so when I listen to all these blind items, they're like her team would have never let her do all those nude pics so she probably is free but also she is living and trying to actively treat her trauma and it's not going to be pretty she has gone through so much trauma that she probably is free and is posting all this stuff because working through the kind of trauma in front of people stuff is going to be weird and erratic it just is well also I think we can all kind of agree even though she's free and we all want her to be free she's not necessarily well like you said she has a lot of trauma and she has a lot she has to get through she's been seen wearing these like sweatbands around her wrists and people are concerned about that because at various times she was covering up some sort of self-harm or some sort of bondage mark or something. And this dates back to when she definitely was not free, but people are a little concerned because she's brought back some of those armbands. And then the last thing I have to say... Sam is out and about a lot without her and using her car and stuff without her. Now, granted, if you're married, your husband can use your car. It's like not weird, but just so many outings without her that people really think Sam is sus. He has been on the payroll before. He wouldn't have been allowed to be with her and close to her pre her being free if he wasn't. Right. All of these reasons sort of add up to some confusion. I'd like to think that she's free, but she's not really because of all her stuff and she's just working through some trauma. But who knows? I think it's a really messy situation, and I don't think there's any winners. Honestly, the reason I needed you to do this kind of explanation of it was because for me, I was like, I don't have it in me to care anymore. Yeah. That sounds really mean. I care, of course. Is she free? Is she not free? At this point, I feel like my emotions are being played with. We also will probably never know. Right. Exactly. I hope she's as well off as she can be. I hope at the very least she's happy. There's also a rumor that she might be the September cover of Vogue. That would be amazing. Also, so I forgot to mention two other things. She wrote her memoir already. Something like she was waiting on or something, everyone's like, we'll send you the money, Brittany, publish that thing, it's gotta be out. And then the other thing is, people are saying they think that she faked that pregnancy and then, of course, faked the miscarriage, but whatever. Listen, we all know that one girl in high school that pretended to be pregnant, I could name two of them who pretended to be pregnant to get attention and get the boy back and then had a miscarriage and whatever. Brittany is basically her growth 
stopped at God knows what age, 13, who knows. So even if that were true, I wouldn't even be mad about it because girl has got so many things going on. If she did, who cares? She's got to work through this trauma. The way out is going to be not great. It's just not going to be great. Yeah. Leave Britney alone. (laughs) I feel like that guy. Yeah. Anytime you're dealing with that shit, it's hard. It's hard to get yourself out of. So I hope she's okay. But also, I think we're all kind of a fucking mess right now. Yes. Okay, next up, Jeanette McCurdy. You probably don't know her name because I feel like I know every celebrity's name and I did not know hers. She is the girl from iCarly and Sam and Cat. She is releasing a memoir called I'm Glad My Mom Died. One hell of a title. I mean, really, really just hitting it out of the park with that title. I'm guessing it's about her mom. I think it's about her being a child star and I have only read the excerpt that they released in Vanity Fair, but from what I saw in that, which verily touched on her, I think she was very much a stage mom in a very unhealthy way, you know, encouraged eating disorders and that kind of stuff. But basically, there's been a lot of rumors about Dan Schneider, which we've even talked about on the show. Quick recap for anybody who doesn't know who he was. He was the EP, the creator of a lot of like Nickelodeon tween shows like iCarly. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Yeah, and Disney shows. The Selena Gomez show that she was on. Wizards of Waverly Place. And then the one that Jamie Lynn Spears was on. Oh, Zoe 101. I can't believe I know those titles. But there's been a lot of rumors that we have not necessarily heard confirm that Dan Schneider is a pedo in one way or another. I have not heard anyone come out and say that he was sexually assaulting people or anything, but doing really weird things like massaging kids, getting them to drink underage. There's all this footage of Ariana Grande. I think she was on Sam and Cat and like doing foot stuff. People play a lot of clips from his shows of him and foot stuff. There's one where like Ariana Grande like sucks her own toe. Just like weird foot fetishy shit. And Jeanette McCurdy in the memoir does not refer to him by name, but it's very clear that it is him. She calls him the creator. And it is all about how he would massage her. He got her to drink underage. When the show was canceled, Nickelodeon offered her $300,000 of hush money to not talk about it. There is a Beyond the Blinds episode that goes all into the Dan Schneider, the kids of oh, there young is? kids of Hollywood. What's it called? Rotted. The Child Star Bermuda Triangle. It aired February 23rd. Okay. And it is a lot. So we won't go into any more about the details of this, but I'll link it in the show notes. You can listen to that episode and you can read the article in Vanity Fair, but it is not great. I'm going to start this Dane Cook one. So basically, Dane Cook is 50 and he's engaged to a 23-year-old who somehow, miraculously, he started dating and fell in love with the day she turned 18. Isn't so that weird. a coinky There's day? something about a fresh new 18-year-old. Just oh, really. just fresh. That frontal cortex is just not fully developed, so she doesn't know to have standards. Yes. Hasn't lived a life to know that a 50-something-year-old man is a scumbag who wants to be with her. But, you know... Whatever. One of my favorite Instagram creators, I guess, Tracy Morrissey. So if you go to her Instagram page, her save stories, her highlight reel about Dane Cook, it basically goes on this very deep dive about these game nights that he would have in his apartment that oftentimes included very underage girls. Joey King. Yep. And one of the chicks that's on Gossip Girl that plays the Blair type girl, I think her name is like Tracy Lynn or something like that. They're all around like 14 to 16. 
when they're at these parties. Whose mother is allowing them to do this? It's because they're all stars and emancipated. I'm going to go to a gay night with a bunch of 50-year-old men. Yeah. My mother would be like, no, you're not. Seth Green is in a lot of those pictures. Isaac Cappy. Who unalived himself. Yep. He's been in this weird Seth Green, Dane Cook, QAnon thing. Well, Dane Cook and Seth Green are not linked to QAnon. Isaac Cappy is linked to QAnon. But I'm saying Isaac Cappy is in a bunch of these Dane Cook, Seth Green. Yes. And also possibly Dan Schneider. And, the, and that photographer who did the Rumor Willis pictures where she's like all in bondage. Yes. He takes the same style photographs as the one with the pedo glasses that used to do the American Apparel ones. Terry Richardson. Yes. He does the same style of photo as Terry Richardson. They were all at these nights. But when I, and Isaac Cappy eventually outed a bunch of people. You can Google it. He has a YouTube where he talks about Seth Green and isn't this weird that this happened this time and whatever. And oh, then, really? Yeah, yeah. He goes down like a Seth Green. And don't you think it's weird? And he calls out the Illuminati stuff. After he unalived himself, he left a suicide note where he apologized to Donald Trump. I mean, shouldn't we all? But also, like, what the fuck? Is everybody with Epstein on his island? On that subject, I listened to the Beyond the Blinds about Real Housewives of New Jersey and Real Housewives of New York, and apparently Carol Radziwell, who I very much like, was one of the people the character of Carrie Bradshaw was based on, was very close friends with Ghislaine Maxwell, according to the podcast. Anyway, so Dan Cook, go to Tracy Morrissey's Instagram and look at that highlight reel because it goes into all these young girls and how they all no longer follow each other, which you know what that means. And they don't follow Dane either. Right. That's what I mean. Dane no longer follows them and they no longer follow Dane. That's never a good thing. So really, really, really fucking weird. I have an unpopular opinion. So as you know, Beyonce dropped an album. I do not like it. I may be the only person on the planet that doesn't like it. I feel like I've heard more people say they don't like it than they do. I feel like I might be murdered if I don't like it. Zach was saying he didn't really like it. I haven't asked Matt how he feels about it, but I do very much like it. I like disco-y music, so I think it's fun. It makes me want to dance. Kim and Pete broke up. I'm not sad. I'm a little bit sad. I feel like he's Hollywood's biggest chump. I feel like people just use him. He fits the Kardashian quotient of being a slightly mentally to fully mentally ill man that they can just use up and throw out. Pete was a little bit in on it, knowing that they both had things to... It's a PR thing. They had stuff to gain. But he also is a guy that falls in love really quick, like Ariana Grande and also Cindy Crawford's daughter. He's just a guy that I think he really just wants to have a baby and live a regular life on Staten Island. I don't know if I agree with you. I feel like although he was in on it, he did kind of like her and was used up and thrown away. I do agree with you on that part. I don't think that he wants a normal life. I think he's really into the Hollywood lifestyle. I can understand it. Everyone's saying he was very much used by the Kardashians. That's not a surprise. This came out right before the second season is coming out of the new Kardashian show. And that's their typical move. I think Courtney's using Travis too. That I don't. I do think she is very much in love because she is the one that plays the Kardashian game the least. She's the one who fights with them on camera that she doesn't want to do it anymore. I would be really shocked to see that. Do you know about the the whole thing with them that they don't want any step. Do you know the Kardashian rule of no stepchildren or half brothers? No. But they have half sisters. No, I know. There's a whole theory that that's why that they don't want them. They've all said that they don't want half siblings for their kids. But Courtney's trying to get pregnant and she already has kids. Well, I'm saying she's the only one that might break it. We'll see. Oh, okay. We'll see with Travis. But that so far all the other ones are like no half. I don't know. They've all said it and there's various people that speculate why that is. 
I think there's a lot more to the Kardashians than people give them credit for. I reached out to that Kardashian colloquium girl because the lens with which she examines the Kardashians is fascinating to me. I love everything that she has to say. There's a lot of weird shit if you really look into the Kardashians, like the fact that they used to have a church in Calabasas. You know that there's a huge thing that Tristan and Rob, well, that when Rob was living, was it with Tristan Lamar? Lamar. Because they were best friends. Rob and Lamar were really good friends. Well, now the theory is that Rob is gay and that Lamar and him. I don't believe that. That's why the breakup affected them so much. I wouldn't be surprised if Rob is gay. Lamar was found in a fucking whorehouse overdose. I know, but I think he's fine. And Rob is gay. I don't know. Anyway, that's another theory. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Alleged. All of this is allegedly. There is a creator who says that she thinks that they're doomsday preppers because of the way that they buy property all by each other. They're essentially building a compound for like an end of the world situation. However, the only thing that makes that questionable is that they are in Malibu. Calabasas is just higher up than Malibu. So if the big one ever comes, they're going to die in a tsunami. So I don't really understand how that's true. Jesus and Miro breaking up? Yeah. It's too sad for me. I know. I don't know anything about it. Matt sent me an article. I didn't even want to read it. I heard something about Jesus not wanting to work with someone and that ended it. Oh. I can't remember exactly. And also that format of the recorded show didn't do as well as the podcast. Are they still doing the podcast? No, everything's done. Wow, that's sad. What's Miro going to do? Because I can see Jesus continuing to be a big star. I don't really see it for Miro. And if you're listening, I'm sorry. I love you. Please don't be insulted. Anyway, that's your hot goss. That's it. Hot goss. Hashtag swag bag. You guys know that we've talked up and down. And frankly, I've talked to our listeners and we are basically influencers on the new face. My my good friend Ariel, who's in labor right now, actually, and she texted me in the middle of the labor and said, thank God I'm going into labor on a Sunday where I can busy myself with Dumois Sunday sightings. Thank God this baby really knew how to time it. I got the solar wave. I really got off my new face regimen because we are traveling so much this summer. And I had a day where I had time to new face and I immediately noticed the difference because it's almost like one side of your face is stroked out. I decided I would go get it because it's easier. You don't have to keep putting attachments on and off. I have to say the new face works better, but the solo wave does work really well and it's super easy and compact and great for traveling. So now I've just upped the ante. And I bought it used. It was new in the box, but from like Poshmark Mercari. I am going to shout out Someone that we've worked with a bunch of times and that is a friend of the show, the Kibu bag, because I really just love this thing. I use it all the time. I always bring it on a trip as my little bag when I don't want to take a big bag. I even brought a sparkly purse to Provincetown. I never once used it because we got around totally on bicycle and it was just easy to wipe down when you're freaking out about germs. It is hands free. It fits everything. It makes everything so accessible. So I just wanted to give Kibu a shout out once again and recommend them to you guys. It's vegan. Leather. They have canvas now as well as vegan leather. I would suggest the vegan leather though because it's so easy to clean. Yeah. And especially if you're using it as like a small version of a baby bag, it has a little changing pad. If poop's gonna get on it, then you definitely want something that you can wipe down easily. It's a great bag and that's it. We love them. All right, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here 
here on our own and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.